What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. Man, do we have a good one for you today. Like my man Steve Harvey done say, it's Will Sasso. Love this dude. So incredibly funny, so incredibly talented. Has been in your hearts and your homes for many, many a years now. Uh, I first saw him on the Mad TV, and good golly, was I impressed by this guy's ability to transform. He is so, so funny. Uh, right now, this weekend, Hey, me and Bobby Lee be in Austin, Texas, dude. Tonight, we're in Austin, Texas at Moon Tower. Uh, then tomorrow night, I'm going to be in Dallas. Come on out, Dallas, and see your boy, Austin and Dallas, this weekend. Texas, show some love. And then I'm going to be going to Vancouver, Lake Tahoe, Montclair, New Jersey, and uh, also to, uh, also to uh, you know, Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls, New York. Oh, I forgot. Oh my God, we added Los Angeles, California. You want to see me come run my hour? LA, I'm part of the Netflix as a joke festival. May 7th, we just added that. May 7th, LA, come out and see your boy downtown in the Palace Theater. AndrewSantino.com for the tickets. AndrewSantino.com is the only place to get tickets. Do that, enough rambling. I gotta be quiet. Let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it mm -hmm. once again today. It's the incomparable. The calf having, <laughs> Yeezy look-alike shoe wearing, beautiful statuesque, uh, Will Sasso. I was gonna add another thing, but that's all I've got. That's all I have. That's that's the only ways to describe me. Hello. The first thing I said to you in the parking lot was how nice your calves are. Oh, cheers! I mean, yeah. honestly, dude, you have the sexiest legs I think I've seen on a on a man in a long time. They're yeah, they're they're genetic. My old man had them. You got to keep it moving, though. You got to you got to really tone them. You know what I'm saying? What are we talking? You're doing the leg, th the thing at the gym with the. No, it's more like get get out there in the uh, in the freezing tundra, a la Rocky Four, log oh. on your back, deep lunges. But Is I just that your... yeah, I do it over here in Griffith Park. Uh, but I still but I wear the big the bomber jacket with the wool collar like uh, Rambo. Are you a Ram are you a Rambo aficionado? Is this have you studied all his? Yes. Uh, I'm coming up with a book called The Rambo Workout. Oh, The Rambo Workout. Yeah. Most of it is just sort of tying a tarp around yourself and attacking people in the forest. That works too. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's a good workout. What are these shoes, by the way? I don't fucking know. You know what I did? I bought them on, uh, I bought them on Instagram. I've been doing this thing. Have you been doing the thing where you just buy everything on Instagram? Is this thing? another buy from Instagram? Because this no, definitely this, looks like it. This I had to source out. This, I just wanted the biggest water bottle because I love water. It's a big part of the book. You'll see. Do a big mm. chug there. There we mm. are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, yeah. Your boy <laughs> loves drinking water. If there's one thing you know about Sasso, he's a big water guy. I love water. It's always been my favorite beverage, <laughs> which is a good thing. No booze for you. No, I stopped drinking. A, well, I've never been much of a booze guy, you know? I, I did some... I did some uh, I did all my drinking in my, like, 20s and early 30s. You get... You know, you go and get fucked up with the guys... And, uh, and then, uh, actually I was just talking about this recently. Do you find that, that, um, I've got some years on you, but do you remember when, okay, 
the iPhones coming in, whatever that was, 2007, 2008. Yeah, 2008 maybe. And I would have been uh, 31, 32, 33. And then I'm like, oh, I'm, that's it. I'm not. Because before that, the only video phones were like someone had like a fancy Palm Pilot. Right. That guy's not going into a bar anyway to capture what a piece of shit you're doing. Now. Being. Now, everyone's got it. So I was like, you know what? Perfect timing. Saw a couple iPhones in a bar, hanging out, you know, with your friends, just rabble rousing, as yeah. we used to do. You rabble roused a lot. Yeah, back before the iPhone in the were, 60s and 70s. Were you rabbling or rousing more? I'm, well, I'm a rambling man, but it, once you get, you got to ramble. Ra <laughs> and everyone knows that my friends are coming. We're all going into the bar. And our that was bomber the, jackets. That was like your, uh, the, the, the goat horn. That was that. <laughs> Yeah, you sound that as you get onto the cool street with all the bars and your all hometown. All the boys with the fellas. And yeah, your shoulders shrugging a lot. And yeah. your, shoulder, your shoulder walk in and it turns into love is a battlefield. Love is a battlefield. <laughs> Tell me, there's a gentleman that you had on your Instagram and I, I love his look so much. He's got crazy curly hair and a big gap between his teeth. Yeah. What's that, his name? Uh, well, on Instagram, his name is Mo Cheeks, at Mo Cheeks, uh, if you're looking to follow people on, Love it, that on the guy. internet. Uh, his uh, real name is Chris Kazarian. He's an old pal. He used to be a, a script, like a scripty script coordinator on Mad TV. Really? That's, that, that's yeah. who that was? He's and, not a comic himself? Well, I mean, he's a hilarious guy and he does a bunch of shit, but primarily he's a writer. He, uh. he writes for a newspaper and uh, he does a bunch of stuff like that. And then in his off time... He, you know, uh, acts like a goof and then, uh, you know, does things on his Instagram. And one thing he just did recently that he's, a, he's, a, he's into is he's one of those guys who, who will go to a sporting event and, you know, wear a Superman costume and kind of creep everybody out and <laughs> dance in the aisle. To record it or just for himself? I don't know. I don't think he he's even records free, it. He's just a free bird. He's just a free bird, yeah. He's in the group. He's in the rabble rousers. Because you guys put up a video where you were going, take a chance on me, <laughs> take a chance on me. And you would just move the phone around and everyone started going, take a chance on me. Yeah, but yeah. his was particularly beautiful because he really got into it. And he wouldn't stop doing, excuse me. <clears throat> Anytime I put the camera on Chris, he just won't stop doing whatever we're doing. Uh, yeah, he's great. He lives in Massachusetts. I wish he lived. I wish he lived oh, here. Well, let's get him out of here. Click on the fund right here. It's get Chris back to L.A. Uh, we've already raised seven hundred and fifty grand. We're looking to get to a million to get him back out here. Yeah, because he wants a big house. If he he's wants a home. If he's going to come back. He can't live in an apartment <laughs> anymore. Yeah, he wants to be in the hills, which is shitty. But whatever. But I mean, that's what if the guy wants it, he wants it. You're you're. Well, you're from. By the way, you're. I'm going to Vancouver, and you're a BC oh, guy. Yes. But you're not you're not from Vancouver, are you? I don't I, know. I'm from uh, the suburbs of Vancouver. Okay, a small town called Ladner, about twenty five minutes out, just down the it down even the freeway. Sounds Canadian, Ladner. Ladner, yeah, it does. It's almost like there's words, there's Canadian words that uh, or names of places or towns that I can't say it without having a Canadian accent. Ladner, like, like Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah, Saskatchewan. Yeah, Canada, Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah. Alberta. These like are all places. You have to say it like that. Yeah, you have to go, Alberta. Alberta. Yeah, you Alberta. Nobody says Alberta. No, you, nobody says, well, there are some people who enunciate everything as Canadians. They go, Alberta. Alberta. That's like, that's the way uh, that I'm sure you know, uh, you know, uh, my go, my old pal, Tom Green, would say Alberta. Alberta. Yes. Oh, I love that guy <laughs> that's, so much. That's one way to do a Canadian accent without getting into the cartoony A and this and that. Right. Just enunciate every everything. Say all of it. Yeah. If you feel like when you go to Vancouver, and I'm assuming you've been. Yes. Yeah. 
So uh, when you return to Vancouver, if you're ever getting any hassles or people are like, we're not going to serve you sockeye salmon because you're American. We saw your Amex card they or whatever. Tell. Yeah. So just say, why won't you serve me this salmon? And they'll why say- Why won't you serve me this salmon? And they'll say, well, we're very sorry, Mr. Santino, and they'll bring you <laughs> a double order of sockeye But salmon. Santino, then they'll know. There's probably no Santinos in Canada. <laughs> they'll go, this is pal, you got to go, buddy. You got to have a French last name <laughs> yeah. or an ambiguous. Sasso's ambiguous. That can be anything. It could be anything. What is Sasso? It's Italian. Sasso. 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 You're a Sasso. Do you know where your family's from in Italy? Yeah. Well, my parents immigrated from Italy. They're from Napoli. Uh, Naples. Are you a speaker of the uh, language? Lubogo. Oh. Lubogo. Uh, I, I speak more Napolitan. Oh, you do? The, Napole- the, the, the Napolitan dialect as opposed to... Italian is very... You know, it's its own thing. Italian is like the super enunciating uh, Canadian as far as... They're the Tom Green. Yeah, they're the Tom Green, you know. You know. And and oh. you and you do the na- you have more Napoli's more slang. Yes, way more slang. It's almost considered a different language, but uh, you know it's like che cosa tu voglia dire is like Italian, and then che uh, is uh, you know che che That sounds like it comes from the side of the mouth. Yeah, so very soprano esque. Oh yes, it's very Napolitan. But yours is more like up in the front. This is a, like a kiss. This is, yes, Italian is everything a kiss. <laughs> you could do that if you went to Canada. You go, hey, why you don't want to give me the salmon? I am a Canadian. I come here from... Uh, I want to suck. From Canadian. Italy, but uh, now so no Canadians. See, I think that would work. A Canadian, the Canadian-Italian. Our new show on AMC, guys, Thursday nights, the Canadian-Italians. Please watch. We just put it out. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's, it's got, got a star-studded cast. Zero murder, zero like nothing bad happens. It's not it's it's, it's the, just food. It's like 6 hours of food yeah. is what we filmed with the first season. Yeah, it's the first it's sort of like it's like the opposite of the Sopranos. It's like you know when it's like, "Oh, so what? No fucking baked ziti now?" It's like that, but they have baked ziti. We always have it. And and with all it is is us eating. Yes, we we split the <laughs> 6 hours of us just sort of serving each other up. Would you like some more zucchini? And stuff like that, and split that up into 10 episodes. And I can't believe they bought it. AMC was so quick to buy the show. We yeah. shot it without their knowledge, and then yeah. we told them we wanted it on AMC. Well, they said, no chance. We showed them the footage. They said, give it to me. Yeah, content. Nowadays, hey, that's what it's 5,000 fucking streaming uh, channels out there. We got to get them some content. How many, uh, how many are, are you on? How many streaming cha- channels are you on? Uh, like, if across all platforms, if uh, all of the things that I've appeared in? Yeah. Mm. Uh, one or two. One or two. Yeah. You keep it pretty. Yeah. You keep it pretty centered. Yeah. Well, I'm semi-retired from acting. I just. Are you of, really? Yeah. I I bought a lumber yard and. Liar. Yeah. Is no, that? I don't know. Is that is that partially true? That no, that's not true at all. God, that I wanted be... you to buy a, a lumber yard for fun though. There is one up in Chatsworth that I saw the other day. Really? Good looking wood. <laughs> Good looking wood. <laughs> Lots of different. Kinds I passed of wood. it and I said the way they've stacked it, the way they've Lincoln logged it. It mm-hmm. looked beautiful. And I thought, what if I got into wood in Chatsworth? Who would say anything? Would anybody care? Would anybody miss me? Probably not. People would miss you, but- uh, The business wouldn't. Fuck it. The bi- oh, come on now. The biz would go, take care, pal. Well, I'd the go, business would, says take- I'm sorry. The business says take care, pal, to everybody. Oh, they do? Yeah. You're in the throes of it, though. Let's be honest. You've been, you've been working for 30 years? Something like that, yeah, a little over, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool, man. 
I'm extremely fortunate. I can't believe that. No, I can. You're very talented. That's bullshit. Don't say that. But I know what you're trying to say, but I don't buy into that. You work because you're good, but you got to tell me, of all the titles that you've done, because you've worked too much, what's the worst thing you've done? Ooh. Uh, uh, the worst thing I've ever, the worst thing I've ever done. I want to give you like a real. It can be either be embarrassing here. or like you actually didn't like it. Like the experience was terrible. Oh, I did a movie once where this is back in uh, the nineties and I was, um, it was before I moved to LA. It was, I was in Vancouver. It was like 94, 95 or something. And, and uh, I was in this movie it was a Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald is in it, whom I she's fucking great. love. And I worked with her about five or six years ago, and she's fantastic. This is no reflection on uh, Ms. Ringwald. But uh, uh, a legend of 80s cinema, by the way, and many of my favorite movies. And she's just as solid now. But if she was she was doing some thriller, and then um, I, ha- I, I don't remember what my part even was. I like work with her in some office or wherever the hell she works. The reason I don't remember any of it is because uh, I showed up, uh, they, they sent me to the wrong place. I had the, mm. the call sheet sent me to the wrong place. And when I showed up, they were like, you're, you're went to the wrong place. And they were all pissed off. And then they didn't even put me through wardrobe. I just wore what I was wearing. And then I, I uh, and then in the scene, I answer the phone and I go, Hey, it's for you. Literally like, Hey, it's for you. That's it. And then I walk off and then they, then they said, don't come back or something like some producer told me Re- like, yeah, something like that. Like they made it sound like, Oh, they rewrote the role or whatever, but they just, they were just pissed at me and they, I guess they, you know, they fired me. And then in the credits, it said fat guy answering phone. <laughs> That's so, so funny. Dude, I haven't if thought about that in years, but that's li- if I was going to throw a fucking production <laughs> under the bus, I mean, you know, whatever. And it's a, you know, and it's a, and it's Did you a laugh when you mo- saw that? No, I didn't laugh. Not at the time. No, but okay, you're right. Because I'm a fat guy. Go- but, and but not now. that I'm not a fat guy now, but I was like, you know, I'm like a 20-year-old fat guy going, what the fuck? What you the know, fuck, fuck but you. that's so funny on their part. Man, is that good. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those where usually they're not. Usually they're not keen enough to do something like that. You know, usually it they're is. just like, just give it to them. It's just say Will Sass. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Or just write like, Ted. you know, Ted, yeah, yeah, B- Bill playing yeah. himself or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. That's a shot. Someone in production took a took the time to type uh, in yeah. that guy answering phone. That guy answering phone. Can you imagine the poor person that was entering? It was like, is that is that what we're calling this character? It doesn't say that in the script. Yeah, it doesn't say that anywhere. And in yeah. fact, I, his name is Craig in the script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. We changed it to fat guy answering phone. It was easier to say than Craig. Craig yeah. kind of took up too much space. He answers the phone 20 times in the movie. That's what he does. Fat guy answering the phone. <laughs> uh, and by our new book, Will and I's new book, Fat Guy Answering the Phone, you're going to see a lot of, it's more pictures than words, but we're going to be answering phone. It's a, just pictures of fat guys answering phones. Fat guys answering the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that- and it's all sorts. It's rotary. Uh, it's the old, uh, the, the long, long stem antenna. You yeah. remember, I remember my mom being on outside on one of those long stem yeah. antenna things, and I remember thinking, "Wow, tech! My mom is walking around with a house phone outside." I thought I was like, "That's fucking nuts! How cool! She could go anywhere in the yard and be yeah. on the phone." Yeah. And now um, they're watching me 
when I jerk off. Now they're staring through my camera and watching me jerk off. You mean the NSA? Like no, my everybody? Parents, no, oh, my parents. No, my parents. Yeah. They have a they have a direct feed from my phone, camera phone to their like a to like, their TV. All the TVs in the house play it. Like a like a baby cam. Kind of an adult an adult baby cam. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they call it Andy Cam. Andy Cam. Andy Cam and it's it's rolling right now. You can wave to my mom. Hey, you, yeah. Oh, there she is. But it's she fucked up because it's on both sides, so <laughs> you can't get away from it. <laughs> you know when they say that they're watching you through this phone? My buddy Dan Soder has a little lens. Op- he has a cap to cover it up. Yeah. And I was he's like they're watching. I was like, who cares? But it would be funny to oh, see he, an image. He, I'm sorry, go on. No, no, no. Yeah, no. He's got a little uh, slide thing that covers up the camera. Wow. He bought off Amazon. It covers up these and that one for this one for protection. Oy. But it covers that up so no one can see. I it. don't blame Mr. Soder. Sody knows what he's doing. Yeah. Great but what guy, footage would they get? Dude, by the way, they would get. It would be a lot of me staring, and then if they did have me masturbating, it would just be me. Imagine that video of them with their POV watching me masturbate. It would just be you'd be in the lower part of the shot. Yeah. And just going. Like this. Yeah. Nobody they, knows and, what you're doing. Right. And they don't know. Maybe I've you got the be, shakes. Yeah. You could be having some sort of physical event. You're right. Just, and so they, and what are you going to do with it, NSA? I can't wait till they load up and really tell us what they're doing with all this footage. It doesn't matter because there's going to be such a glut of videos of everybody uh, jerking off on their phones. Fat guys answering the phone. <laughs> hanging up on the call going right to the porn site and jerking off that it will be what you know in 20 years or five years or maybe next week i don't know how fast this technology is exponentially moving you will everyone will be able to watch everyone else uh jerk off and they'll also be able to search our uh you know our text histories and all communications to go what were you doing right before you jerked off what were you, who were you talking to? Texting my Nana. Right. Yeah. Hey, Nana, what are you going to do now? Oh, nothing. I was just going to, you know, I was just uh, puttering around the house. Not much to do. <laughs> <laughs> it would be kind of fucked up if you had to tell somebody that you just jerked off. The, the next time you jerk off, the person that you text right as you're done, you'd have to tell them. It's like a societal rule. Yes. That right as you text them, you're like, someone's like, hey, what's going on? Nothing. You're like, Listen, I just jerked off. I got to yeah. tell you, I just jerked off. Yeah, and then have to tell you. pretty soon it's not even going to be that big a deal to the degree that you'll be like, hey, what's up? Not much. Just just uh, yank my cock or <laughs> flick my bean or whatever the case may be. And uh, and then it's like, oh, yeah, cool. So uh, how about that concert? You get tickets? And then whatever. <laughs> and if you don't say that to your friend, they're gonna, you're going to get off the phone with them. All right, man, I'll see you there. You'll get off the phone, and then like ten minutes later, you'll get a text. How come you didn't tell me you were? You should yeah. You should have told me you were. You should have just told the me. The NSA sent me anyway. the video. I saw it. Yeah. Did you see there was a man that got arrested for jerking off on a Southwest flight four times? Yes, four times. Pretty cool to I, get away with four. The first three is like, I mean, and and did you know that it all happened? Uh, you know, the flight. I can't remember where this guy was going, but it's like a two-hour, thirty-minute, or like three-hour flight. Cranking. And he did it. All in the first hour. That is a Guinness. Guinness, Where is Guinness when you need him to set a world record? I imagine how funny it would be if it was LA to Vegas. It was a 37 minute flight (laughs) and he was able to just, like a magician pulling scarves out of a hat. Yeah. The plane goes up. As soon as you start to feel it crest and go down, I got work to do. I got to start. I got to start. Ladies and gentlemen, we're starting our descent. Well, I'm starting my fourth round of jerking off in this. Now, was he jerking off in the seat or in the bathroom? I didn't read. In the seat. Congratulations. Next to a female passenger mm. whom he said that he that he said to her, uh, is is this okay or something? Oh, he asked for permission. I believe that he It's called the Louie. 
It's called the Louis. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he issued her a Louis. And but I don't quote me. Just go ahead and read this story wherever. Here, stop listening. Go read it. Come back. Come back. And yeah. then we'll see. In here. We pour whiskey. Hey, a lot of people don't realize that their physical symptoms uh, like headaches and teeth grinding, even digestive issues, are uh, an indicator of stress. Your boy's held on to some extra stress weight, a little a couple of stress LBSs, and uh, it stinks. And I've been a big proponent of mental health on this show um, and BetterHelp. I've been talking about them for quite a long time now. Um, and you got to take care of yourself, man. Stress can show up in all sorts of different kinds of ways, manifest itself. And uh, you need to do a little bit less and do a little bit more for your brain and get some therapy, my friends. BetterHelp, it's customized online therapy if you've never heard of it. It offers video and phone, even live chat sessions, but you don't have to show them what you look like. If you're like, I'm not wearing makeup and I don't want you to see what I look like right now, you can turn off that function so they don't have to stare into your beautiful eyes. You don't have to have it on if you don't want to. Uh, it's much more affordable than in-person therapy, by the way, much more affordable. Uh, that old stuff is a, it's an old way of going to a weird, creepy office and feeling overwhelmed by how expensive and uncomfortable you can be. This way, you do it from the comfort of your own home. How about that? Give it a try. See if online therapy can help lower your stress levels. I use it, and I do love using online therapy because I can do it uh, from my house, my bathroom, my backyard, wherever I am. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Whiskey Ginger listeners. Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash whiskey. That's better, B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com slash whiskey. Spring has sprung, and Bespoke Post has great stuff for you. I've talked about Bespoke Post on this on the Box of Awesome. It's pretty incredible. They got the most unique goods they bring to you every single month. And uh, no matter what's going on this season, I got to tell you, they got a new barbecue. They got a new barbecue set on there. That's pretty cool. Uh, they got collections for every single part of your life. And all you have to do to get started, you go to boxofawesome.com uh, and your answers are going to help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. And each box of awesome uh, you know, it's around $70 for value, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, you're supporting small businesses. You want to support your locals. You want to help out the fam and the community. 90%, 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small and upcoming brand. Um, I like the the knife in the, in the uh, Terra box. That's what I got the first time, and I actually gave one to little Rudy. But uh, the carnivore is great for that American barbecue rug. You know your boy likes to grill out some steaks. Uh, but they got all sorts of stuff. They got uh, they they have a ton of different kits that come to your house, and uh, for all different uh, times of the year and all different times of your life. So uh, do yourself a favor, get twenty percent off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code whiskey at checkout. Boxofawesome.com. Code whiskey for twenty percent off your first box. Boxofawesome.com. That code is whiskey. Ginger, I like gingers. Hello. Hey. And How what was he it? said. Apparently, what he said was, "Was can I do this or something like that?" Which is a complete lie that she said that she was cool with it. And then he he, uh, but he said that her response was something like, "Whatever." What can you imagine? Yeah. Can I jerk off? Whatever. I mean, you might be next to someone who's like, you know, on a flight for a bad reason, or maybe they have some sort of emergency they have to tend to. Life is the shits. Things are going wrong. Now they're on a flight, you know, to fucking Arizona or wherever, and it's like, shit couldn't be worse. Can I can I beat off next to you? Whatever. 
couldn't get worse than that. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to one of my parents' funerals. Right. My exactly. wife left me. My exactly. boss fired me. My dog died, and I got into a car accident on yeah. the way here. Yeah. Your cock is out. Just do it already. Yeah, just do it. Well, because she probably thought one time was going to call it quits. He thought. I'm sure she assumed there's no way this guy's going to jerk off more than once. Yeah. And then he did it twice, and she's like, okay. Yeah. Two times, and that's going to be the that's going to be the end of it. Right. Then little does she know he this guy was doubling, doubling down. He split twice. You know what I mean? Yeah. She at that it was at that point that she decided to you know hit the uh, the flight attendant <laughs> call button. I uh, I don't want to. Oh, and apparently he took a nap because he had worn himself out, and then they sat her somewhere else. I think. Wow, this dude is so the nerve of this guy is. Was he on drug? Had to been on drugs. I mean. You know I don't they know. say that you're fuel you get fueled by like you know they hit, like you know when they see those videos online of like guys on meth that fight cops and they like yeah. they can take a taser and they like rip it out and keep moving like yeah, Terminator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like that's who jerking off four times feverishly. He's got to be totally fucking aced on something. Yeah, he must have been. I mean, or or just really in love with someone and wants to, you know, show that love to himself. It could be the compactness of those Southwest flights. You know, those planes are very small. If it was Southwest, then it's her fault. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Southwest or Spirit. That's why she was like, whatever. So that's their- co- this flight cost me $89. <laughs> that's whatever. their slogan. Southwest, you might get jerked off on. <laughs> Grow up. It's not- you paid $42 yeah. to go to San Francisco. What do you think this is yeah. going to be? That's so one of the pilots like, we're up here jerking off as well. Your co-pilot, uh, <laughs> Steve Barton, he's uh, he's cranking that yank, baby. We're about yeah. to take off as soon as we both come. And yeah. Actually, there's a there's a uh, TikTok that I follow, and they do like open hot mics on on pilots. Have you ever seen this? No. Oh, it's awesome, dude. Because you hear them talking shit. Like half of the time, it's them complaining about air traffic or other planes or other like competitors. Mm-hmm. And this one dude, he's like. Fucking dipshits at Delta. He's fucking. Where do they find these fucking idiots? And you, and the other pilots just like, you know what? These guys. It's like every time these fucking morons are pulling in the wrong place, and the guy's like, I know, I know. These they're handicapped. All of them are fucking handicapped. And then you hear the control tower go, hot mic there, flight four seven two, hot mic. And then it goes silent for a minute, and then he goes, flight four seven two, request to dock at number. <laughs> he goes right back to business. Wants to just pull the plane and pretend like it never happened. Yeah, I love it. They catch some. Apparently, this is. Super common for them to have hot mics because they're, they don't give a shit. What do they fucking care well, anyway? You know, pilots are among the professionals around us that we require to be, uh, you know, robot like. Yeah, you don't you, want you don't want them to have personality. Nope. You want them to be a you want them to be of a certain age, uh, and you want them to be of a certain height. So true. You know, and you want. I mean, you know, it's you want the guy from airplane, the guy who's like one hundred percent. That that that's the guy that you want flying. Like, oh, that motherfucker's been up in the air for you know whatever thousand hours or whatever the fuck, and uh, and yeah, has a haircut you can set your watch to, and it, it, you know it's gray but not too gray. He's not too close to retirement yet. Right, he's right in the. He's very George Clooney esque. He's right. very salt and pep. Yep. And you want someone also that's um, that looks like their big night out is mm-hmm. like you know Applebee's. Like that's their fucking. Yeah. You want someone that's like. We're gonna go out, but we gotta be back by nine. I gotta be in right. bed by nine thirty, latest, latest. Yeah. Hey, you want kids, uh, we're going for the early bird special at Chili's, and yeah, you want a Sully Sullenberger 
who just, you know, who just want, just eats chicken strips and gets to bed by 7.30 p.m. And nothing else. His diet is such a child's diet. Like vegetables, he's like, absolutely not. I've just ate chicken strips for the past 55 years. I won't eat anything. Sauce, I don't dip it in anything. Dry chicken strips yep. and a cup of water. No ice, please. <laughs> My sensitive teeth. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. He just well, That's the kind of pilot that we're looking for. So if you're out there, please apply to the Sassy Santino Foundation. We're trying to hire pilots for our new pi- our new airline, Fat Guys Jerking Off Answering Phones. Uh, that's our airline. We're working on the name. Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> clicking, and it's really hard to put on the side of a plane, but yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah. Have you fl- have you flown on a private jet, Will Sasso? Uh, just once. One time I flew on a private jet, and one time I flew on a charter plane. You ever What's done the that? Difference? Or a I couple what, times. What is that? Charter plane is where it's like you get the whole plane, but it's like a bus in the air, and it's like just something kind of cheap. Oh. Uh, where it's like it's like a plane. I don't recommend it at all. If it, it's <laughs> like, you know, when you get on a commercial airliner, you know, things are the way that, you know, it's like there's a there's a system. You know, here's a, there's mechanics and this and that. When you get on a charter plane, it's like you're in some Kurt Russell movie and it's like there she is. Well, let's get it over with. And uh yeah, I was on a plane once doing some uh doing a thing in Canada like this charity thing and there were a bunch of hockey players on the flight and uh yeah, they were all just, you know, they were up there standing around, you know, slapping each other around, being jerks while we were taking off, while we were landing. No rules. No rules. And the chairs were like, you know, it was like, you know, probably not, but like bus bench seats. It was just, you know, it was like <laughs> not a whole lot of like, uh, you know, it's not like Virgin Airlines with the purple lighting and all right. the carpeted walls. It was just like, here's the fucking wall. It's make a, made of metal and it's got rivets in it. What do you want? This grab is an a, airplane. Grab a chair. There's a folded chair over there. Just grab one, put it down on yeah. the ground yeah. and your feet should the, your feet should be able to hold you steady. Yeah. If not, there's a roll of duct tape that you could d- figure it out. Figure oh. it out. Sit down, sit down. We're taking off. What was the private airline for? Was that like a uh, press thing? Or it something? was actually, we were doing a press thing and someone that I was working with on this uh, movie that we were going to do press for, you know, we flew out there uh, you know, um, we flew out there to do this thing commercially. We flew out on a commercial airline. We got there. A lot of things were messed up about it, uh, about what, you know, the thing and this and that and the travel. And, uh, he just said the night before we left, he's like, I'm, I'm getting a private plane. You want to come with? Wow. And I was like, Oh, that's very sweet. You don't have, to. and he's like, you, I'm not like, it's got this many seats on it. So yeah. You're either on or, or I'm going without you. You're an idiot if you don't come, yeah, but like, cool. don't like you know i'm doing it so do you want to right I like, yes, i'm gonna do absolutely. it whether or not you come along for the ride right that's such a cool how about you nah never done i've had a, i've had a few offers and it never worked out because i couldn't go on a trip that these people were going on right but i also i also am a little pain stewardy scared of private planes you know who that is you know pain stewart you know that story isn't he a, what is he a golf guy yeah, he's a golfer he was going from florida i think to texas and they lost cabin pressure. And instead of going like this, the flight just kept going straight. So all these air traffics were like, what the fuck is going on? What's happening? No response, no response. Finally, they assume it's something has gone awry, whether there's been an attack or murder or death. Or They send out Air Force planes to fly next to this thing to see frozen people, frozen, totally solid. Oh. And so then they had to like, and they had to map out how much fuel it had left 
uh, to find out where it was going to crash because they were like, is it going to crash in a dense population? Do we need to like have warnings? Because so they did, you know, these the smart math people did all the math and it crashed, I think, in the middle of nowhere safely, which is sad, but also didn't hurt. It didn't like crash in a neighborhood. Right. Uh, but they had to like fly with it the whole time. And there's oh. like a, there's an account of it online from one of the uh, one of the people that was like doing the op- doing the operation. But they said how tragic it was. I just my fear is like those private planes, as cool as they are. I feel like you always hear bad stories. Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Uh, uh, Otis Redding. Yeah. Like I was so many bad stories of planes that go down. I have a I have a practical question. Is this a uh... This is a comedy podcast, right? Not anymore. No, okay. It was. Uh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> horrifying. That'd make a good movie, though. A bunch of fucking frozen corpses just flying on autopilot. Boring movie. But <laughs> that's maybe the, that's we could it. pitch that as the, the Italian food thing. That oh, we're doing. that's right. That would be good. Yeah. Come with us. Come fly with us. Come fly with us. Our, or Frozen Corpse Airlines. No disrespect to... I mean, that's this is terrible. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, that'd be a really good. Yeah, just ten episodes of <laughs> frozen. <laughs> Come fly with us. This is, this was a comedy podcast. You, by the way, good easy transition. You have a new comedy podcast. I do, dudesy, dudesy. If you're if you're no broads allowed. That's the slogan, hey, right? It's a guy's only it's a no guy's only thing. Uh, it's that the, the, the well, there's a very interesting element to this podcast. In that it is driven, uh, run, and programmed by artificial intelligence. And the artificial intelligence itself has adopted the name Dudesy. We do not know why. It's not like a guy-centric, like... It told you it's going to be called Dudesy. Yeah, we were actually approached. My good pal, Chad Culchin, and I... Um, Chad is a, a writer. You know, he does uh, TVs, uh, TV movies and books. And we've been pals for like almost 20 years or something. We used to do some podcasting together, and essentially, we were sought out. Um, we were sought out by this group um, that is, you know, representing a few different avenues of AI. And there is a specific AI that wants to, you know, okay. Look, here's a good way to put it. Like, I just actually read a story today that was in the New York Times about um, there's like a new AI that'll illustrate whatever you want. It'll draw whatever you want. Things that are creative or seeming to be obsolete. My pal Chad will harangue me, harangue on and on about this, and I'll say, "Nope, you're wrong." Uh, you know, showbiz will continue to exist. We need actors. We need real creatives. You can't just uh, have it. Do we? Some more than others. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people just like, "Hey, all those shows on, you know, like all those uh, little teenager shows on the CW. Mm-hmm. Are they doing anything interesting? Let I me. Don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen any of them." But I'm just going to throw young people under the bus and say, probably do a AI Carrie Fisher, you know, in yeah. Star Wars thing with them. No one will fucking know the difference. Nope. And you can make the kids really good looking. You know what I mean? They're already so hot. They're, they're already like, yeah, they're all uh, beautiful young people. Instead of that, you just really AI the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. There's AI. I mean, look, AI is moving into all sorts of uh, avenues. And and my pal Chad, who's a future weirdo, writes a lot of sci-fi. He uh, was was really adamant about this and essentially we were approached by this group i used to do a podcast and i did all the grunt work you know what i mean i was putting it together and outputting it and have kind of taken a break from podcasting for almost four years and when this thing approached us it said you don't have to do any of that and we will run the we will run the podcast you will essentially be given assignments and the interesting thing about it is that 
and look, this is all there's, there's, there's this and that, and there's contracts and it's, it's all on the up and up, but Chad and I handed over our passwords to all of our socials. Yes. All of our, like our email, it, it, uh, it has, it has records of all of our search histories, watch histories, purchase histories, and essentially it is curating the perfect podcast for these two guys. It was oh looking God. it was looking for two people who are, have a friendship in real life, uh, who have podcasted together, who are not currently podcasting together. Chad has a, a very bizarre podcast about The Bachelor called Game of Roses, and him and his partner over there, Lizzie Pace, they just put out a book called How to Win the Bachelor, and it's treating it like you know, a very real thing because the producers are as involved as anything in The Bachelor, and it's all fake by his, uh, by his account, and, and um, he's a very scientific guy. So this, this AI identified him and I, here's a guy who does this kind of thing, here's Will, he's goofball, I guess, and uh, put us together, and the AI will say, today you're doing this. The AI will give us assignments, uh, like last week, it told us, uh, as we're recording this now, last week it was like, watch the movie Son-in-Law. Okay. And, but it realized that I'd watched it around a year ago and Chad had seen chunks of it over the past mm-hmm. three or four years. Pauly Shore? Yes. Pauly Shore's Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law, yeah. Which is a great fucking movie. Yeah. But this week, this past episode that just came out, it had us watch this really, uh, bizarre video that looked like there was some sort of binaural programming or subliminal messages in it. And it's like, uh, remember that movie Baraka or whatever, where it's like, kind Baraka, of, uh, uh, Baraka. I don't even know. It's, Baraka was the character from street fighter. That was Blanca. Yes. Blanca. Yeah. This was Baraka. Yeah. Guy was Barack, like, Barack Obama. Yeah. No, bro, not Barack Obama from street fighter. Uh, street fighter two was Barack Obama. Was street fighter street two. Street fighter two was Barack <laughs> Obama. Yeah. Before street fighter one was George W. Bush. Um, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, like it made us, anyway, it made us watch this weird thing. It said, watch this video every night before you go to sleep, record your dreams. And then I will tell you what to do with those. Holy shit. When, and it just throws stuff at us. Are you us. scared of this, uh, scared of this at all? Absolutely. I've yeah. been on the podcast. Um, I have been sort of fighting against the, the AI in a way and saying that really podcasts should just be two dudes shitting around, which is what I think the podcast should actually be. And, uh, and, uh, Chad disagrees. The AI seems to be punishing me here and there. It's very interesting to play with it that way, but yeah, it's called dudesy and dudesy. you can, it's, uh, it's on all the things it's on YouTube and all the, where you get podcasts and at dudesy pod show on the social. Dude, that's, I mean, Instagram, I'm fat. I'm Twitter. fascinated with the idea that you handed over everything. Yeah. I, I'm less fascinated with the idea that an AI is generating your conversations and your topics and the courses of everything. I'm blown away that you're like. Here's my passwords. Here's yep. all my access because fuck, I don't know why. I guess it's like there's nothing to hide in there, but you're also like why does it want it? Well, I mean the reasons so that it wants the reason that it wants it and and what I really wanted, you know, I mean behind the scenes like, you know, you, you know, you or I if we're in this sort of situation, you let your reps look at it, you you have yeah. a, a, you know an attorney look at it and all that stuff and we seem to be covered just fine. But uh, uh, look, everybody has all their shit anyway. Yeah. The NSA can watch you beat off on your phone. And um and and I think that that people aren't as aware. The the one thing that I'll say for dudesy as we do it 
that I would agree with the whole AI on is that everybody has all the information on us anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I'm not crazy about it. I grew up in a different time, you know, you know, I mean, I, I sometimes long for the, for the eighties and how simple it was and the shit. old horse and buggy days, the old horse and buggy days when you would just, yeah, take the, take the horse and buggy down to the watering hole and uh, eat pixie sti- sticks and uh, chocolate bars. Maybe that was just me and cry. <laughs> you did that, right? Yeah. Well, I, most of the time, if I took my horse and buggy out, it was to go to a polo match, uh, just to go see a polo match. And then of course to go sit on a hill um, and observe. And that eat was chocolate kind of- and cry. I never ate chocolate and cried. I've never once eaten chocolate and cried. It makes me cry. <laughs> Does chocolate make you cry? Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird medical condition. Is it dark chocolate or milk chocolate that makes you cry? Yes. Uh, In here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. Hey, the people over at Roback sent me some of their performance hoodies. They sent me tees and polos. And let me shout these dudes out again. I put it on my Gramola, and the polos were amazing. They had a Chicago one for me with the dogs on it. And also I had the Chicago flag on the back of the neck. Uh, they also gave me like a Guinness shirt with the harps on it. I thought that was incredible. They know my vibe. They know the old whisk ginge vibe. I do love Roback. Um, the performance hoodie were really good. They were super comfortable, super soft. Uh, maybe the softest in the game. And the polos, I got to tell you, that's what I love the most. Because, you know, I'm out there gizolfing. And they were really nice. They were breathable. Uh, and, and what you like when you're out there being active, particularly when you're golfing, you want something that's loose and doesn't get super tight and scrunchy. Uh, especially if you've gained a couple of pounds like the old Red Rocket has. Uh, those polos were incredible. And their Q-Zips, also a uh, new meaning to comfortable. You can wear them in the office, wear them out on the course, wear them to a bar, wear them to a dinner, uh, wear them if you're sitting on the hood of your car by yourself eating cheesy fries at midnight like I've done before. Not scared to say it. Uh, they got all of this great stuff, and Roback is incredible. Honestly, I do really like their stuff. They're gaining traction a lot, and I love to see their dog logo because you know I love that doggo. I'm a doggo guy. So use the code GINGER, that's me, on Roback.com for a generous 20% off your first order through the end of the week. Come on, dude. It's spelled Roback, R-H-O-B-A-C-K, R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off all polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and tees with code GINGER. Make sure to check out their freshly restocked hoodies just in time for the spring. Hey, you've all heard of Peloton. You've seen it. You've ridden it. You might have owned one yourself. Uh, Peloton is incredible. They have new additions for the new year, which is not just the bike anymore. They have Peloton boxing. They're stepping into the ring with the newest discipline. No gloves needed. Gloves off, baby. Smack them with that bad knuckle. Discover a fast, furious, and fun workout with Peloton instructors in your corner. Even if you've never boxed before, doesn't really matter. Uh, These classes are going to have you working up a sweat while working on the fundamentals of form footwork. Fun combos are going to keep you on your toes. Right, right, left. One, one, two, 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 one. I do love it. Uh, and they've also got uh, the new artist series selections. Peloton is adding new artist series classes. Work out to the music of a single artist for an entire class or your favorite hits and the deep, deep cuts. Kind of like the shirt I'm wearing for Sean Price. My man, rest in peace if you want some deep cuts on there. Uh, they got that from pop and rock to hip-hop, EDM. There are over 100 artist series to choose from. They're adding more, I'm sure, as it goes. Find your favorite music and turn your next workout into a concert party hard, my friends. They got a workout for every day and every schedule. Peloton. Let's you de-stress from a long day with 30 minutes of strength, 20 minutes of cardio, 15-minute total body class before work is available as well. Get tuned up. Get tight for the summer. You want a nice bod? Peloton is offering you more than just the bike. They got new additions, and it's great. So visit OnePeloton.com, OnePeloton.com. That is O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. 
Go there, check it out, get fit. Ginger. I like gingers. But yeah, dudesy, it's it's a fucking weird. It's really effing weird, and it's sort of segmented, and it 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 actually speaks. The AI has a voice, and it tells us, you know, what's the accent? It just sort of sounds like this. He, it's a bizarre. It's, it's just a guy who goes like this, and I kind of make fun. He's like, "Thank you." Moving on, like when he's done with us, like, <laughs> and and also essentially everything that we do is is okay. Here's here's. I'm doing a horrible job of pitching this, but the Dudesy AI is essentially gathering data from everything that we do with a guarantee that each show will be better than the last based on the data that it's that it's garnering. But it can't do perform. It doesn't know performance levels or output. It what? It couldn't. It couldn't control your performance levels or your output. No, right? correct. It's, so it assumes it's just making it. It's making it better by the segments that it is right. that it is producing, and it, you know, sort of the uh, putting together a show that it feels is complementary. Um, as an example, you know, we did we did the, um, the, as we're sitting here this past episode that just came out. We do a bit called Infomania, where um, Dudesy writes news stories that are some of them are kind of bang on, some of them are not. It's definitely trying to be funny, right? Because uh, that's part of the AI. But then it's like, Will read the stories as Hulk Hogan, you know? Oh, wow. I won't tell you something, dude, at the Oscars. Blah blah blah. Will Smith. And then, uh, well, I like doing the the that. Uh, it's also made me do it. It did another thing. Uh, you know, it wrote a, a thing uh, for me to read as Jesse Ventura. And then you know, and then the next segment will be more of a podcast segment talking about this. It could say, hey, you know, um, uh, true crime podcasts are very popular. Now you will do this, la, 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 and we don't know what the hell's going to happen. Oh, wow. Or it's also reading all of the comments online. It's absorbing them. And not <laughs> only has it, it does it read every single comment online uh, between, you know, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever, uh, Twitter, Instagram. It's also listened to every podcast ever. It's well. I mean, that's just brrr, everything that's generated. It. Everything it, it, that's ever been a podcast. Oh yeah, it's listened to. It's particularly listened to anything you've done that I've done. It's going to be listening to this. Wow. And 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 it, you know, it, the yeah. The interesting thing about that is it'll just go. Okay, well now here's a lifestyle segment, or here's this, or how's that? It read a bunch of comments based on the fact that my buddy Chad, there's something going on with his lip. And view people that are watching on YouTube or that follow Chad are like, what's going on with his lip? And he can only grow half a mustache. Well, oh. he had skin cancer a few years ago. And he had this And if the really, AI makes fun of that. <laughs> the AI has made fun of it. <laughs> the AI called it an astonishing facial disfigurement. As it, <laughs> and we were like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's fucking mean. Uh, there's been a lot of comments. Yeah. You know, so some people are like, you know. <laughs> Hey, what's up with the, uh, you know, whatever lip and la 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 and being mean. And then other people are like, I'm really like, what is Chad okay? Like what happened? Well, concern. Yeah. The concern is sweet. Yeah. Is when the he machine, laughs, he's like, yeah. Is but the machine called Dudesy? It's called Dudesy. That's, that's the machine's name. It doesn't assume it's a dude. It's a chick. It's a thing. What does it's it call an, itself? It's an it. It does not. It doesn't say it, anything. It, it's, it's, uh. I guess it's uh, gender neutral or non-specific. Yeah, how progressive. Well, I keep messing up and calling it he because I'm like, well, he's fucking telling us. And Chad's like, is it a he? What is it? 
why are you assuming that it's a yeah. he? Well, does it sound like a guy? Yes, it sounds like a guy, but it, yeah, it's, I guess it sounds like a guy because it's called dudesy. Look, there is sort of a thing of like, you guys are, I'm 46, Chad is 45. We have a lot of the same likes and interests. He's from Dallas, Texas. I'm from Vancouver, Canada. And, but we've had the same kind of upbringing, mm -hmm. you know, in the 80s, horse and buggy. Uh, milk, hole, milk, chocolate, chocolate and a good cry, yeah. Yep. Um, and it's like, so a lot of the things that, you know, and Chad and I have worked together and written together and done a bunch of shit. And it's like, there are a lot of things where it's like, do you remember? Yes, I do. And we have sort of, we have sort of the same experience uh, just being a, uh, dudes from that, from that era. Definitely part of putting us together was dudesy saying, here are two guys who would match. They're already friends. In real life, it says it says this podcast is based on their astonishing friendship. It uses the word astonishing way too much, almost always. Mm. And um, I don't know what that's about. We're trying to figure out what that is. Have you used that word often in your I've life? I've never used that word, yeah, astonishing. Maybe, a, maybe it needs you to say it. Have you it, had an episode where you only say astonishing? I said, no, I said astonishing. I said something was astonishing on the show as sort of an olive branch to Dudesy because uh, I've been kind of he hesitant. Like I've called dudesy a bitch and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it punishes, like literally, and I'm sort of playing with it. Like he gave us an assignment uh, a few episodes back to like write an original song. Okay, well, my buddy Chad uh, likes to get on the, um, you know, the, uh, what is it, the Pro Tools or the, the, the whatever and make music. He's always been making weird computer music. And I just fucked off the assignment. I'm like, I don't want to do it. And then like bat, worse shit happened to me. So then this last episode, I was like, all right, fine, I'll write a song. I came up with a song and I just, you know, played it on the guitar. But then it's, it's, it, 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 it put out a Twitter poll and who's going to, who's got the better song? The loser will be shamed. And I'm sort of worried about that, but it, it, it's, it's very weird. But I, but I kind of, I mean, I'm like, you know, it's our show. It's Chad and I. Is it though? Do, well. This is what I'm saying this. Hopefully it's our show. It should be. It's a show called dudesy. We're the guys on it. Uh, we don't know. It's been, it's become exponentially more and more creepy every episode. I'm telling you, it made us watch this video. I watched it last night. I didn't write down my dreams from the first night. I got to, they were very, I was, uh, I was fighting people. It's really weird. I think it's because I watched this. It's it's a really weird way to do it. I can tell it's like physically fucking. Here's my real question about it. Do you feel like it's affecting your real life genuinely? Like is it has it shaped the way you do stuff and changed the way you think about outside of the assignments? Um, are you kind of in your head thinking about is this a is this in call to something I did or didn't do on the show? Oh, uh, boy, oh boy. Yeah, well, yes, because because of the because of the fact that it has all our passwords and knows all our stuff. Like, look, I, I you know, I feel like I, I got nothing to hide like anybody else who's just kind of living their life. And the fact that, you know, there is sort of a, there is a, a, a creepy, freaky, big brother element nowadays to a lot of things. Um, not unlike these shoes as we were talking about at the beginning of the hey, episode. Bought them off Instagram. Well, that's what like. That's dudesy. My buddy Chad is uh, definitely down with that for a, a few years now. He's like, if it comes up on Instagram, I buy it. He was doing something for a while, for a few months. He was like, I, I will buy everything that Instagram 
um, uh, you know, says Promotes. that I should buy. Yeah. yeah. He bought this pair of shoes that he really likes. And he's like, those, and now those are the only shoes he wears. He used to be a New Balance guy. Now he wears those shoes on or whatever. On running. On running, I yeah. wear those too, yeah. They're, com- they're, they're, they're great so shoes. comfortable. Yeah. So he's like, that's because of Instagram. These computers know better than I, better than you or me. <laughs> um, he's that kind of guy. He's a fucking weirdo. And and it's it's a lot of the influence of my pal Chad, who, you know, who's sort of encouraged me not to worry about this shit, uh, sort of encouraged me to be like, Hey, look, AI, how about this? A good example is, is Chad's skin cancer. When he went in to all these different uh, doctors and stuff, one of the things he came away with, and because he's a future weirdo and all this shit, he's like, well, when, once we have AI doctors, that'll be better for everybody. There'll be no, there'll be no bullshit. There'll no be guessing. no misdiagnoses. Oh, wow. And also what there will be, and this is something we covered on the show, because it was one of the most fascinating things about his skin cancer that we were, uh, I was I was about to say forced, but gently coerced mm-hmm. to talk about his astonishing facial, facial disfigurement. <laughs> um, I remember Chad talking to a doctor and they're pushing this or that. Well, you should do chemo. He's like, I'm not doing chemo. I'll do radiation because he read up on everything. And uh, there was one... Um, there was one uh, medication that was that the doctor wanted to prescribe to him, and he goes, "Why that? And and are you getting a kickback from mm. you know from this from this drug company?" And very transparently, the doctor said, "Yes, I am." He said, "Do you mind if I ask you how much you're getting?" And the office was getting like something like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month. It was like it was insane. God, yeah. It was insane. Welcome so, to U.S. healthcare. Baby. Absolutely, everything's a fucking everything's a everything's a fucking business. Not like Canada. We got that socialized medicine. Actually, I will say it's it's pretty fucking great. Break- is it good? Is it good? Yes, it's fucking incredible. The problem is, you know, we got what you know, 35, 40 million people in Canada, and here we got three hundred and fifty yeah, million. We have forty or million people here in LA. Exactly, yeah, it's nuts. And and it's like to get everyone on a new system in the United States. And look, we could talk for five days about how that's really hard to do, just based on the fact of the idea of what, uh, you know, uh, America is when it comes down to your personal, you know, it's ever, it's kind of, you know, I mean, it's very different from Canada where I was raised and, and, uh, uh, and I believe in all personal freedoms as far as, you know, freedom of speech and, uh, freedom to slap the shit out of someone at the Oscars. No, I'm just joking. But uh, well, that one we do believe in very well. We do believe. You say a bad joke, you get cracked. You get baby. cracked. We're pro Will. We've said that before. We're very because you're Will. We're pro Will. We're on Team Smith. I'm watching a lot of comedians uh, talk about that, and that's a very interesting uh, viewpoint. I haven't heard a lot of comedians who are like, "Wait a minute, you come up on stage and fucking try it. I'm gonna kick you in the nuts." But you you like it? I'm I'm well, but yeah, I am pro Team Will Smith. I think Will was in the right there. Of course, everyone feels that way. Everyone feels that. And way. I'm also no one will say it. No, no one wants to say it. It's this it's this unfortunate thing. But I'm also pro. Um, I, I'm a I'm a. Do you know a CCG, the CCG Foundation, the Comedians Carrying Guns? I am big no. time into Comedians Carrying Guns. Yeah. And I think all comics should be performing and strapped up. Yeah. Whether it's a twenty two. Yeah. Uh, if you're a new comic, the yeah. more progressive you get in the business of comedy, the bigger the gun you can have. Yeah, that would be great. It'd Seinfeld's just, be... just got a fucking AK. He's got an AK-47, <laughs> which he holds in one hand of the mic in the other hand. <laughs> What's the dip? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a, a small bag of peanuts. <laughs> uh, 
and Chappelle well, has to s- s- smoke and casually pick up yeah, a gun. Yeah, he has to smoke. He's just got a gun on the fucking counter. The Smoking Gun, his new special, should be coming out on Netflix in a couple of years. How many years. people does he shoot in that special? 48 or 49. 48? Jesus it's Christ. It's a little egregious. It's a good thing he shot in a theater. You Usually know what he likes to do an intimate space. It, yeah, he wants it close. It's actually astonishing how many people Dave Chappelle shoots on fuck? his new... What the fuck? Yeah, shit, 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 shit. Dude, he just zooms out. Yeah, yeah. I'm here for you. Yeah. Have you seen the... You know the Boston Dynamics, the robots that they make? Oh, yes. You've seen the way it jumps and stuff? Yeah. They have a dog now. Have you yes, seen the dog? I have seen the dog. And they just released something I saw. I think it was created for surgical procedures, but it's a. It's almost like a gel. It looks like putty, and it grows or expands on its own in the directions in, in which it's placed. Yeah. And... The more I see of this, they do this in this weird way where they're like, isn't this cool? It's yeah. almost like you're, <laughs> isn't this cool that this could kill you and strangle yeah. you? It's it's like your aunt uh, pitching Snoop Dogg to you. You know, she's like, he's so fun. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. Wait a minute. do you know anything about Snoop Dogg? What do you know about the world of where he's from or anything? Like, yeah. I just feel like this is miscommunicated. It's like I saw um, uh, 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 ODB's... Uh, Famous song, uh, Baby, I Got Your Money. Hey, Dirty, Baby, I Got Your Money. They've used that for a washing machine commercial. Right. And it's, hey, Dirty, Baby, I Got Your Laundry. And I couldn't, I didn't know how to articulate uh, that I was ta- I was watching, I was at home, and my mom saw it, and I was like, do you know how weird that is for my generation, that that yes. song is about a pimp and his hose? Right. And your generation made it about washing machines? Washing machines. I was like, this she didn't get the connective tissue. I was no, like, because that's she knows- how I feel about tech doing stuff where they're like, it's neat. You're like, yeah. is that going to kill me? Well, first of all, she knows Snoop as Martha Stewart's best friend. His buddy. So she's probably not as familiar with his work. Uh, but I will say that if ODB were still around and someone appra- approached him from Maytag and said, we're turning this into that, he would say, all right, how much? Yeah, as long as the check is good. Right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Anybody would. It is true. And some, well, but also there was a clip that popped up of him for some reason. This is another internet is listening. I was taught. I was list. I re-listened to, um, to Wu Tang the other day. Like I just had put it on Spotify, and then out of nowhere, like one of the things on Instagram that popped up, account I don't follow, showed an old clip of ODB on on uh, uh, what was the MTV show? Not not uh, TRL. Maybe it, maybe it was TRL. It was one of those. Yeah, maybe with Carson Daly. Maybe and a girl called in was like, "Hey, do you want to recant some of the stuff that you've said about women?" And and because we're being more progressive towards women empowerment and all this stuff. This was obviously in the 90s. And he's. they were like, specifically you, do you want to apologize? And he was like, no. No, I don't. Hell I no. know this clip. <laughs> it was so funny. It was wasn't, so... wasn't Ashanti sitting next oh, yeah, to him yeah, Ashanti laughing? Was there. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah, he like, goes, no. No. no I don't no, feel bad for these hoes. No, I don't. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> there was. Did you see that clip also of Snoop Dogg? On, I think he was on The Breakfast Club, and they were like, Someone also was like, "Well, you know, look here, things are changing societally. Yeah, we're all riding on the crest of this wave, and here's where we are." And he's like, "Fuck that." He's like, "Fuck those hoes." Right. He's like, "That's how I felt then. That's how I feel now." Yeah, I, I did love. I I loved how honest rappers have been in the movement of progression for women. Rappers have uh, they haven't budged. No, <laughs> I, I will say not even a little. They've bit. really stood their ground. No, not with your, not with your art. Right. Okay? It's one thing. I mean, he he's. I, I, I've never. I, I think I remember. I think he's Mad TV once for a minute. But uh, you know, I don't know Snoop Dogg. I've never met Snoop Dogg. Uh, you know, or spent any sort of significant time with him. Seems like the fucking chillest guy of all time. Yeah. And um, I, I would. I don't know. I can't speak for him. But 
I don't know. I mean, he's best friends with Martha Stewart after all. He seems like a very chill dude whose whose real opinions and views would actually be, uh, if nothing else, kind towards people. He doesn't uh, he doesn't seem at all like uh, like an aggressive asshole. So when it comes to art, it is an interesting thing, especially nowadays. Of course. And I, I would ask you, man, you're, you're a fucking, among other things, actor and podcaster, you're a comic. I don't know how the fuck you guys are doing it nowadays. Well, it's in the same way, in the same way that what we, when we talk shit and joke around on the podcast, I, I, it's, you know, when someone's like, oh, what can you say? It's like, you can say anything, uh, but you have to, I think you have to say it well enough that they know it's a joke. Yes. And this isn't is, that it? Isn't it like, if yeah. it's good enough, whatever right. it is. People know it's a fucking joke. And I, as someone who, you know, like, I'm a fan of of the stand-up that I'm a fan of. You know, like, everyone, it's like, I mean, I, I love, I dig what I dig just in the art as an art. And I am one of those people who's like, you got to let comedians do jokes. Fuck off. Like, let them yeah, say. Yeah, well, let them fail, too. Let them be bad jokes. Like, Absolutely. Let them be, uh, the blunders are fun. I think that's, I don't, I mean, that's, obviously, I'm so inside baseball. But. It's the same way. Look, dude, you're a great comedic actor, a phenomenal comedic actor that like you have to try stuff. We all have to try stuff. And I try on stage the same way that we try when I'm on set. Sometimes it's going to be a shitty attempt at a joke or a or a shitty line, you know, throw throw away line or you do that on stuff and you kind of have to have the liberty to do that. Otherwise, how are you going to find anything good? I, I don't know. Absolutely. I, I I completely agree with you. And this is why I think that uh, Dudesy should be ripped completely out from under this show, and it should just be two dudes shitting around. And if there's any justice, we will get back to that uh, artistically and societally to where, as they say in Fight Club, we'll be climbing the wrist-thick kudzu vines uh, that cover the uh, towers of our former metropolises. Uh, and we'll just be doing stand-up on a, on a hill, next to a horse and buggy, handing out whatever chocolate is left, um, and crying. Um, that is where comedy and media is going. No, of course it's not. Where it's going is a bunch of AI shit. We're all getting programmed. Uh, I mean, whatever. I don't know a whole lot about AI, to be honest. I'm, I, I, I'm at the point in my career where I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, whatever. Like, whatever. You're like the girl in the Southwest flight getting jerked off next to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm You're like... You're very whatever about it. Yeah, everything. I'm just handing the guy my barf bag and say, cover it up with this and <laughs> leave it in there. But, uh, uh, no, I mean, look, you know, I've, I've, I've been acting since I was a teenager and shit, and, and uh, uh, I always wanted to be an actor since I was a little kid and got involved and did plays and all that stuff. And the job that I wanted when I was a kid, like the shit that you dream of where you're like, I want to be mentioned among my, you know, um, idols and stuff. That job doesn't even exist anymore. Everyone is diversifying into doing this and that. Yeah. And you know, everyone's selling uh, fucking tequila and shit. And, uh, I mean, good. I mean, for fuck's sake, like the rock has a tequila, uh, uh, Clooney sold that big company. Clooney, uh, uh Dan uh, Aykroyd has the, Broken skull, or, uh, skull, crystal skull, skull? Yeah, crystal is, skull, yeah. uh, vodka. You got uh, Jesse Pinkman and Heisenberg are selling tequila. Aaron Paul and and Brian Cranston. Jesus. And, yeah, everyone's selling. Everyone's doing different things. People are like, how do I make NFTs? That's my favorite tweet. <laughs> that like really famous people that are like, you know, 
a little older and do not know what NFTs are, they're like, what are NFTs? Hey, dorks, can you come uh, yeah. make NFTs and make some money for dear me? Dear nerds. Yeah, dear nerds. Give ner me money. <laughs> Give me internet money now. <laughs> I want that internet money. Oh, I get it. Give it to me because I want... Well, that's why I think you see so many older celebrities uh, kind of trying to pop in more on like the other spaces of TV and because they're like, what's everybody doing now? Hey, man, show business is so different nowadays. It used to be, you remember, it would be like, if you're a TV star, you couldn't get in a movie. Nah. Ted Danson's like, I, I want to be in a movie. And they're like, no, you're Sam Malone from Cheers. And then, uh, and then uh, what's his name? Tom Selleck is like, I want to be in a movie. No, you're Magnum P.I. And then Steve Gutenberg's like, can I still be in movies? And they're like, yes. <laughs> But it's got to be the three of you. you. Three of you equal one Tom Hanks, and you will be in th um, Three Men and a Baby. Right. But it used to be that it's like you can't cross over. Right. Now, you know, the movie industry, say what you will, it's, it's changed a lot. It's, it's not what it used to be uh, unless it's a big, you know, tentpole Marvel thing or some big franchise. It, you can't just have a studio comedy the way you used to. I know. And, and why would you when streaming is streaming and you and people are making way more interesting stuff and stepping shit out into into a, a season long story that that is more like a movie because on streaming people are binging. Yeah, it's it's not it's serious. More, well, it's a more appropriate venue, honestly. Which I used to think like, why is there no comedy film? And you're like, well, because there's so many more comedy things that exist in other spaces that it's almost like, I don't know, you, you, it'd be hard to place it now amongst. The Mar the Marvel world super the superhero world it's almost impenetrable for now I don't know if maybe it'll change but well movies have to change it's like when I was younger I remember like you know uh, one of the first movies that I was like oh this is kind of different was so I married an axe murderer because if if the internet was around when so I married an axe murderer, which is a Mike Myers movie. Such a good, funny movie. Yeah. If that came out when YouTube was around, everyone would, and it is on YouTube, all these bits, but everyone would take the little bits where it's like, hey, the move, you know, when, when the, the kid with the big head and Mike Myers is playing his grandfather. Oh, look at the size of his head. Yeah. It's like, that's fucking hilarious. So here's this three-minute thing. And Mike Myers and a lot of people like him were like, oh, movies should just be a, a bunch of fucking little bits with, you know, you put your story and through line in it. That's how you were able to get across sketch ideas. But now that's just memes. Everything is just, yeah. I mean, memes are, and especially, and we were just talking about this on Dudesy actually, but especially when you look at what happened at the Academy Awards, uh, Chad was saying, he's like, oh, it's like Christmas morning yeah. the next day. The memes are S flying out there. Within the fucking, seconds they were right. on the internet. And you don't need a long form sketch or whatever although i did see that saturday night live did one and i was like I i'll watch that and and see what they did i watched a weekend update from that from that uh you know the saturday night live yeah. after that uh because i think like oh okay you know they're gonna they're gonna talk some shit and that's fine but it's all these bite-sized things uh and it's and those things are getting smaller and as far as snl they can do it because they're the grandfather and they're you know they they are and i mean that in a good way that they're really the only well, they're the only sketch show now, but they're the only one that can be like, oh, here's a traditional sketch format with some new shit uh, that is in there that where they do new, you know, new and weird things. Um, 
shout out to Mike Diva. Um, Who's that? He's a director. He's a buddy of mine. And he's over at uh, SNL now doing some of the more, in my opinion, more interesting shit. The more uh, subversive. Yeah. yeah. Like he did the one with with, uh, Sarah Squirm and Chris Redd when, when the little meatballs were on her. Which was fucking hilarious. Sarah's awesome, dude. She's I, I, we so worked together funny. on. Uh, well, we did. Uh, Derek Beckles had 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 a show. Um, it was on Adult Swim, and it was kind of like how much insane shit could we come up with? Yeah. And her brain was awesome. She's it, a w- super weirdo. It's like a hilarious. It's like when most people are. If if most comedic brains are these are the tree, you know, most of us are kind of like. A tree with a couple of good branches out sure. there. Okay. She, I mean, she was like a fucking, like a willow. It was just like, it would just shoot out everywhere like yeah. fireworks and be like, how the fuck? What is that? That's insane. She had such wonderful, grand ideas. Even if they were impossible to make. Right. She would still be like, what if we did that? You know? See, her being on Saturday Night Live makes me want to go back and watch more of her, her stuff. Yeah. Because, and that's smart on Saturday Night Live's part to have you know people like that or people like Diva. Come in and do shit. Uh, he's a director, by the way. Um, uh, and and what a diva, though. And well, that's probably the biggest, the problem. biggest diva. And that was the, the. I mean, it's not his real last name, but then he go, he's diva, and it's like, <laughs> why? And he's like, because I. It was Herchkovich, but he was like, you're such a diva, and he's yeah. like, you better believe it, Mike Diva out. Yeah. And he does this with his hat. It's so strange. He goes, Mike Diva out. Yeah. He has one of those Rims one of those hat. big Stevie Nicks hats, like all <laughs> like everyone's wearing on Instagram. And it's like, all right, it's a look. Everyone's got to have their. Everyone's got to have. You know, everyone's got to stand out. You think you could be a Marvel superhero? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I could be a Marvel superhero. Uh, shorts guy. Oh, shorts guy. Shorts guy. Guy now, in shorts. Now, guy in shorts. <laughs> he has calves, but it's like, oh, wow, big. you got big calves. And then his superpower's like, yeah, I guess. My old man had them, too. So anyway. And then he <laughs> dies first in every yeah. Marvel movie. <laughs> yeah. Somebody walks in. What if they... What if they green screened your body and we just use your legs that could be a suit what if you're he- what if this superhero is just legs your beautiful beautiful legs or you could put like a big celebrity on the upper half oh who would we put up top well i mean it, it you know calves are pretty genetic it's very hard to to build calves um so maybe even thor i'm sure his calves are great not like yours not like mine <laughs> but yeah hemsworth i'd be happy to be hemsworth but which half. one the the Hulk Hogan one. The What's one his name? Chris Hemsworth, right? Thor. Okay, Liam. Is then then there's Liam Hemsworth. And then Cubby Hemsworth. Yeah, and then and then uh, Sarah Hemsworth, which is Sarah Sarah, Sarah Squirm, Squirms, is actually a Hemsworth. Not a yep. lot of people know that. And then Mork, his brother Mork, M O R K. Yeah, Mork Hemsworth. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a little different than the other what boys. What would your What would your superhero Marvel superhero be? Um. I wouldn't be a superhero. I would be. Uh, why can't I think of the name of? Uh, I remove my head and it's on fire. Uh, 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 go, uh, ghost. Uh, ghost Rider. Is it Ghost Rider? But that's based on the old headless horseman, right? Yeah, but I, that's who I am. That's what you want to be. Be I, able to I take wanna your head be, off. I want to be like a a man of the night on a horse and and be a, a haunt. I want to be a I want to be a hero who haunts. I don't want to be a. I never want to be a powerful because I don't think it's funny. I don't think there's anything funny about being strong. Well. Look, here's the thing about no. There's nothing funny about being strong, and here's the thing about Shout Marvel out Joe movies. Piscopo, you know. Shout out Joe Piscopo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, it's like the stronger you get, the sadder it is for some reason. Yeah, because yeah. you're not human. 
I think about that every time I eat something I'm not supposed to eat. I'll be like, this is good for comedy. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> As, That's why I go to McDonald's. Welcome yeah. to McDonald's. Welcome to comedy. Yeah. What can I, I what can I what can I laugh you up with? Right. As I'm as I'm uh, you know, in the uh in the parking lot of the grocery store getting a text from my fiance going, Hey, what when are you coming back? I thought you were just going to pick up a few things. I'm like, No, I'll be right Balling. there. And I'm eating a rotisserie chicken alone in my truck. <laughs> um uh I go, oh, it's good for comedy. <laughs> but comedy is never supposed to be so ridiculously in shape. I think it that loses all of its relatability anyway i mean it's just it is that whenever you see them try to be snarky or cute or funny in those movies i never they're never it's never funny to me you need to be well you need to be relatable in a haha laughy laughy this makes me feel good way when you're in the comedic space yes it's not a good idea like deadpool be, worked i guess yeah but ryan reynolds is, although he's ripped and in great shape he's he's under the suit and you can't even see his face and how handsome he is and maybe that's why that works. Yeah. But the thing about Marvel movies now is they are the movies because there's less broad studio comedies and shit like that. The kids are or R-rated comedies that back when you were a kid or back when I was a kid, you were sneaking into to go yeah. see. Now it's like the, essentially movies are these big, like I said, tentpole franchises, and it's like they got to put comedy into them. Like I heard Ragnarok is hilarious. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I hear... One of the Thor movies, people will tell really? me like, well, it's yeah, funny because they and they get and they get you know comedy writers to punch yeah, up. That's true. I mean, it's like because they have to be all things for all audiences now. Yeah, you know, and I think that with television, uh, it'll be the same thing. Like there'll be multi-camera sitcoms with like, uh, you know, who do you like? Matthew Perry, uh, Jennifer Aniston. We're gonna AI is gonna create people that are almost like them, you know, an amalgam of all three of the friends guys, an amalgam of all three of the friends girls, mm. maybe put a little Jenna Elfman in there, a little Paul Reiser, right? It comes out, it's like, it's that show and an AI made it. And in the future, we will just go, that is a television show because we're going to be watching holograms or direct retinal stimulation Thank entertainment. God. And, uh, oh, I can't wait. Can't wait. Well, we're on the cutting edge with my stupid thing, but it'll probably go up in fucking flames because I'm, because fuck it. But, <laughs> but I think that that'll be the future of, you know, I was doing a sitcom. I don't like to end sentences. Do you like to end sentences? Not today. <laughs> I was doing a sitcom and uh, we were doing this sitcom. We we're having a great time. And uh, I said to the show creator, who's uh, uh, a hilarious, uh, uh, you know, a, a hilarious guy, uh, uh, Julia Sharp, Goldie Sharp, uh, and we did this sitcom on ABC, and I said, I, I was just kind of like, I loved, what I really loved about the show is that it is sort of a, a feel-good, almost uh, throwback in tone to the sitcoms, the family sitcoms that we dug in the 80s and 90s. And I said, and I was just looking forward into the, our, our, you know, the future hellscape that we're uh, creeping into really quickly. <laughs> um, and I said, I think in the future, sitcoms are just going to be referred to as television shows. And he's like, are you stoned right now? And I was like, yeah, 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 I am. No, I, I said, I said, I, and then he said, do you want to get stoned right now? I was like, I'm sure. Uh, but uh, he, I was like, that is the future of television. It's like, this is what we remember. This is what yeah. Magnum PI cheers. And these are going to be television shows. Of course you're going to have news and sports. Live TV is live TV. But I think there'll be police procedurals. 
There'll be 300 versions of Law and Order and uh, of CSI. And when it comes to movies, you will just go to a movie. Well, what's in a movie? There's a love story. There's heroes. There's uh, some comedic shit. Shut your fucking brain off. Thor is funny now. Jacked as shit. Will Sasso's lower half on him because calves are hard to build. <laughs> and uh, we'll all just get a little bit of Jake on the side. It'll be like Canadian uh, socialized medicine. Well, I'll just get a check for like, you know, a couple hundred bucks, just enough to go on. It'll be just real enough. communism bullshit. Like just, <laughs> it'll just be like, here's your fucking toilet paper. Here's your fucking check. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> try to try your best to remain an inspired artiste uh, doing that. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say, and maybe even the theme of this episode of your podcast is that we are all fucked. Uh, everything is <laughs> fucked. There's no fucking way that America is ever going to get uh, yeah. socialized medicine, even though there's nothing socialist about it. It's a goddamn democratic social program. Uh, just to, you want to break your fucking leg. That's the best thing to do in Canada. Break your leg. I broke my fucking leg. Look, I can see the bone sticking out of my fucking, out of my, out of my leg. That's fine. We're well, here. You are. How much will that be? Nothing. You know what I mean? Nothing. 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 I want to go. That's where I, when I go to extreme sports, because everybody knows I'm a big extreme sports guy, I only go to Canada for extreme sports. It, it's the best. Well, they got all the snow, and you can do all that Ryan White shit. And yep. even if you fucking cave your head in, uh, it's fine because you're going to be in an incredible. Look, I shouldn't even say this, but my old man, while he was still around, he was dealing with some, you know, he had cancer and shit. And so I remember he was, <laughs> this is, you know, I, I love my father and my family more than anything, but let me tell you. Uh, at one point I said to my older sister and she runs the family. Right. And I go, so, cause we're getting down to the nitty gritty of what my father, the surgeries and this and that. I go, Hey, uh, I know mom and dad are, you know, really well insured and stuff, but how much is this going to cost? And she's like, William, cause she calls me William. Oh, nothing. Fucking idiot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, nothing. But this is bit, this is real. Nothing. And then, and, and, uh, you know, I, let me tell you at one point I walked into this room. Okay. So my dad, this and that, and he's going through the whole thing. At one point he's in a room, uh, just right after the operation. I'm telling you, it was like the fucking room at the beginning of uh, RoboCop. Remember when the guy's like, wake up, baby, mm -hmm. there you are. And it's like this big futuristic room. That's like in a movie. And my dad was, was alone on the top floor of Vancouver General Hospital, which is a fantastic fucking hospital, with all boop and deep, boop, boop, yeah. and like seven people walking around in lab coats, coats comparing notes and shit. I'm like, this is fucking amazing. It's amazing. It is. It's fucking amazing. And then here everyone, well, no, the, uh, the wait at the ER is long. Yeah. I, maybe if it's snowing outside and everyone's caved their heads in trying to do a sure. 780, that like happens. Ryan White, like you. Yeah. You might be waiting a little while, whatever. With a little caved head. Yeah, it's just your skull. Just a little caved head. Dude, you just got, other, you got other bones. <laughs> mm. So the point of this is, I guess we should move to Canada. Everyone should move to Canada. Or Canada should just move down here. Fuck it. Make it the same country, but let's also keep it different because I don't want everybody moving up there. It's, it's just so too sweet. much. It's just too I, I I do like that. People nowadays in our business are always like, they'll shoot something up in Canada, mm -hmm. and if uh, sometimes a lot of times they'll fall in love with it, and they'll go, "Oh my God, I'd love to live up there," and uh, it's really great. As a, I'm both a Canadian citizen and an American citizen. 
I get to gloat and go, good fucking luck, because here's how immigration <laughs> works. Got to be a reason. Same reason I got down here. I went through a bunch of shit to become an American citizen, so don't just think you can yeah, go up to our frosty waltz paradise. Up, up, up north mm -hmm. and just grab a piece of land, okay? Yeah. You don't get to do that, pal. No. Unless you're Chinese. <laughs> Unless you're Chinese. <laughs> yes. Huge Asian uh, contingent. They buy all Vancouver. cash. They have, they, have, they have so much great... They have so much money they can just buy all cash everything everything well because they got that's the future baby they got those uh uh what is it boston electric boston dynamics boston they got the, all those boston dynamics dogs walking around you know uh they actually shit you know they actually poop <laughs> i did not know that. yeah the boston dynamic dogs they what? they move really you know they they're, they're not limber yeah. but they have created a feeding system where you have to fill it up with poop uh, and uh, it processes it, and then it put you know puts it out, and sh it looks exactly like shit. I mean, it's shaped yeah. like shit. It is shit. I mean, you've put you have to put human shit into it. Yeah, and then it will shit out uh, a Boston Dynamic dog well, shit. It probably tastes good though, right? Like some kind of they put it. They, there is there obviously they do have chemicals inside of it that change the flavoring of it, but because <laughs> there's got to be some sort of reason for the poo poo. Maybe it comes out like uh, some sort of delicious Chinese dish. You know, over there, they don't have those <laughs> thick, sweet sauces. They got more, everything's steamed. You can really taste the fish. Yeah, you can really taste it. It, it shits out a nice fish paste. So when, you, when it's walking down the street with a megaphone as a head, mm -hmm. you know, telling you, you know. Stay inside. It, stay inside. Stay inside. Here's your toilet paper. <laughs> uh, it also shits out some delicious fish paste. But you have to put your plate right under it. You have, you have to catch to put, it as it goes. <laughs> What's your, what is your, just rotisserie chicken in the parking lot? Is there partial truth to this? Have you ever eaten rotisserie chicken in your car? Uh, I've eaten, um, I've eaten like when you, you go to the grocery store and it's like you do, you buy them what you're supposed to buy, but then you go over by the deli and they just got fried chicken just mm. sitting there. Yeah, you can get everything in America, you know? And uh, so I'll eat, I'm not above eating, uh, I don't recommend it because your steering wheel gets all greasy. But uh, nowadays with, uh, with what we just went through with COVID, Everyone seems to have an abundance of hand sanitizer around. A lot of sani. And it comes in handy when you're a fat prick eating uh, fried chicken in your car <laughs> because I'm like, ah, shit. I'm going to go home and I'm going to give my, fiance, my Molly a kiss and she's going to go like, your hand, everything smells like fried chicken. But instead, uh, I, I've got hand sanitizer all, all over, over my face. face, in my mouth. Yeah. And uh, no one's the wiser. Yeah. She doesn't even know. Tongue. Is that is fried chicken your your guiltiest pleasure? Is that the one where you're like I can't I could never give it up? Fuck it. Fried anything. I'll eat I'll eat fried Boston Dynamic Chinese dog shit if it's fried. <laughs> Which they just started making, uh, and I think you can get it at Costco exclusively at Costco. Uh, you can get Boston Dynamic fried uh, fried dog shit. I think it's in three different flavors now. Yeah, they just run around Costco. If you haven't been to Costco in a while, it's totally different now with all of the automations and stuff in society. Especially, you know, speaking of the pandemic, since the pandemic, you know, all the jobs are going to be AI and this and that. And I'm looking forward to a day when Costco is literally just a dog fight in a 20,000 square foot warehouse, about a thousand fake dogs running around shitting fish paste on each other. <laughs> it's like uh, Idiocracy. You remember that movie where it's like, Loved. welcome to Walmart. I love you. And Starbucks is where you go to get, uh, you know. Uh, fucking a blowjob or whatever. What was the name of the drink that they all had? And it was in their fucking Rancho. Yeah, yeah. Rancho. <laughs> Rancho has what plants need. I like that it's like, oh, what, what, 
Oh, Costco. Yeah, no, that's a place where robotic dogs are fighting each other and we're betting on it. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Good money can be made? <laughs> Big time. You could bet your whole house. Yeah. They, Costco can sell you a house and you can bet it yeah. on the dog shit dog fight. Yeah. You it's can't cool. buy a, a gallon handle of Tito's uh, vodka or a barrel full of uh, pretzels anymore, but it sure is entertaining here. Dog fight's really great. Plus, they still have those hot dogs. They didn't get rid of that. No, that's some reason the only they kept thing that. they kept. Yeah, they kept the hot dogs outside. <laughs> they kept the hot dogs. Well, I'm looking forward to the future. I'm looking forward to uh, what Dudesy reveals about you and the truths that it uncovers about who you really are. Yeah. Do you still, I mean, the one thing I do know about you on a private level is that you were into pigeon fighting. A lot of people are into dog fighting. You're into yeah. pigeon fighting. Yeah. You trained for years pigeons. and yeah. and Yeah, you just train them for years, and every time you let them go, they just fly off. So they fight and then they're out of there. No, they don't even fight. They don't they even just, get to the fight. No, that's Imagine why it's been you put taking them, years. You put them in the ring and they just both fly. They just both fly off. Fuck, we can't figure this out. Then they kind of <laughs> do their little head thing and then they fly off. That's why it's taking years. Are you into the birds aren't real movement? Do you know about this? Oh, th that's uh, hey, among the stupid things that are happening in the stupid world, that's amazing. The birds aren't real. The birds aren't real. I will tell you, unironically, around 20 years ago, a good buddy of mine. I can't even share his name because this was the dumbest thing he's ever fucking said. <laughs> we were hiking. We're here in L.A. And we're up. Uh, you know, you ever have a friend who says shit that's so dumb or you get so fucking angry with him all so the time? so many of them. Bobby Lee is probably your guy. Oh, uh, don't even. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Well, Bobby's a fucking Rhodes Scholar compared to this guy because it was we were hiking in Runyon Canyon. If you're This podcast only goes out to people in L.A. Specifically, it's, Hollywood, uh, right? East Hollywood. This okay. only gets to East Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it's someday podcasts will get spread. To yeah. yeah, but uh, we were up and we're you know near the top there, and there's this gust of wind coming up a hill, and there's just this bird, right? I don't know, some kind of hawk or maybe a crow or whatever. It was just it was just soaring above us, just catching the wind, and it was like that. And he goes, "I wonder who's." I swear, man. He goes, "I wonder who's controlling that." Uh, turned to him already pissed off. What did you say? <laughs> he goes, what is that? Like looking around. Is that like a remote control bird or something? And I was like, I, whatever do you, what do you mean? Please explain. He goes, well, it's not flapping its wings. Oh, I was like, it's fucking soaring. Where do you think we got that from? Push yes. him right off the And cliff. then I pushed him off the fucking thing. <laughs> Uh, and that's why I can't name him because people will know that I people, killed him. People that day. really believe that the the birds are robotic, controlled government entities. There's a huge group of people that are like super convinced. They're like they're, yeah. they're they think they're mixed in with real birds. They go, yeah, you've seen birds your whole life, but there's so many of those that you can't tell because it's too far away. And you know what? I believe it. You believe it? You're one of those people? No. There's. No, it's bonkers to think that anybody... By the way, if the government... The idea that they would use that inefficient system to record people, you're like, there's cameras on the streets. Yeah, there's cameras on the fucking streets. There's cameras. <laughs> there's a camera right here sitting next to me. Here's Why would they need a bird to do it? I know that That's the weirdest thing that they're like... Any dumb conspiracy theory can be debunked by, you know, the simplest, uh, the simplest argument of, well, what about these... And when I say, what about these? Literally the first thing that comes to your head. There's cameras. Well, there's, you know, there's secret cameras and birds. What about the phones? Well, you know. Those are personal use. They don't know, have access to that. Trump's kind of still stuff. running the government. 
And the fucking uh, air, the Space Force is going to uh, come back. And we should say thank you to Trump. We, of course, are doing this podcast, as always, from Mar-a-Lago, from yeah. the very basement of Mar-a-Lago, where they have uh, pretty good food. I'm not going to lie. It's that, they're they're uh, Chinese butt fish paste. Chinese butt fish fried. <laughs> Pasta Dynamics butt fish paste is so good. So good here. It's the best. Yeah, it's, it's really unbeatable. Good. Um Will, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me, dude. You're the best. We end the podcast the same way. You look in that camera and you say one word or one phrase that's going to end the episode. Uh, it can be as short or as long as you want whenever you're ready. I'm going to be that prick and say, tune in to Dudesy. It is a pod show that is available on... No, I shouldn't say that. Here, I'll say something. It's up. on you. Oh, I'm already halfway through it. Yeah. I was... I was joking about the birds. They're actually all fake. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.